Breaking news! Here on Over and Labor in episode 4, we are bringing you live coverage of the annual Bean Stacking World Championships. Now being held on Discord due to COVID-19. There will be beans. There will be stacking. But who will unravel as the towers reach new heights? Uh, so other than that, the agenda for today will be something that we call Poetrosolosophotry which is just a mix between improvised spoken word poetry and philosophy. I don't know. I don't really know what's going to happen beyond that, but Julian, you ready? I, I'll do my best. Uh, I've been writing poems for a long time, but I've never improvised them very much. So we'll see how this goes. I don't know. I feel like we'll tap into some very bizarre yet, yet interesting creative places with this. Yeah. Uh, are we starting with poetry or are we starting with philosophy? Uh, well, poetry lots of poetry has, like, it has the it's poet first. So I, I guess going just by the order of how you made up the word. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, I guess we, we can. I guess we can start with poems. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. I sure hope this is not worse than my normal poems. Uh, do you want to start or sh- should I start? Uh, you can start, I guess. Oh boy. Um, alrighty, hold on, hold on. I'm not fully in the poetry mindset. Um, I sat outside on the steps as a bird flew by and the grass whispered to me this is a really bad poem (laughs) i spoke back to the grass uh i (laughs) jesus okay no i'm not in the (laughs) at all right now all right should, should we just do philosophy then because I feel maybe, like I feel... maybe we should just do philosophy and <laughs> and see if we can cut something out of this. Unless you want to give Fine. a shot at the at the poetry part. So it's just philosophy. It's just philosophy. No. It's just philosophy. <laughs> philosophy. Okay. Here. So, so what do you want to start? Do you just want to like? Do you want to run down the list of some of your two a.m. epiphanies? I don't know. I suppose um, most of these epiphanies, I don't have very many, and the ones that I do have, most of them I don't want to read. But I, I wrote a nice timestamp for all of them, so I know in what mindset I was. Uh, most of them aren't actually po- uh, aren't actually philos. Excuse me, I'm forgetting English. Aren't even uh, philosophy at all. They're just ramblings, um, and random things I came up with in the middle of the night. For example, <clears throat> here we go. This is the first one that I that I wrote in this book. Um, I wrote this one at probably about 1 a.m. I'm not really sure. What is on the other end of a black hole? Is there something on the other end of a black hole? Maybe it's not really a hole per se, and there's nothing on the end. But if there is something, maybe it just pulls all of your atoms apart and renders them in a state of superposition where they're all somewhere floating around in the universe to one day be pulled together by gravity and form planets. One day there could be a planet somewhere in space made of thousands of atoms from humans who fell to the victim to the pull of a black hole. Anyways, 
What I'm saying is, if you could inject every atom of your body and every part of your body with liquid neodymium earth magnets, you could not only have a chance of not being torn apart in a black hole, but you could also rob a jewelry store and then disarm the cops who show up after the store owner manages to pry the telephone telephone from your bipolar body. Thoughts? <laughs> um, That's the kind of mindset my brain goes into when it's like midnight. I start to yeah, have world-changing ideas, as you can clearly tell. It, I, I could definitely, it was definitely a tangible thought until the, the neodymium. Yeah, the neodymium. I, I, I really hope the, the Nobel Prize Committee doesn't, doesn't hear this because um, they're definitely going to take <laughs> this. So. I don't yeah. Yeah, we got to be fair to all the other applicants. Mm-hmm. Or however people win the Nobel Prize. But yeah, the the, the neodymium or dinium? I, I say dinium. I don't know. I always call it neodymium. I'm pretty sure it's something like that. I don't know. I'm from Georgia, so I say stuff like neodymium. It's Latin. Nobody really knows exactly how Latin's pronounced. There's different theories. Yeah, everyone's. It's, it's a dead language. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Uh, rip people who have to learn it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. Uh, it's beautiful language, not at all. Um, I'm not going to get into Latin. That's for a different episode where we're we're going to have an episode where we just rant, and that'll be for that. Ooh, angry episode. Anyway, mm, angry. Episode. I like I, I, I like that idea. Anyway, uh, so right here, let me get uh just one of my weird like. Uh, gibberish journals where I just write whatever and it's really bad. So, uh, let's see here. Ooh, no joke. I literally called this uh, Pieces of Epiphanies. I don't know what that means, but, you know, it's fitting. Yeah. Okay. Epiphanies are usually religious, but, like, they shouldn't be religious because epiphany is such a great word. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is like philosophical. Maybe I I got bored in well, Spanish. Philosophical either, so it's all good. <laughs> I got I got bored in Spanish, and like uh, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, uh, you you want to write something?" And it was like, "Sure." And so we just we just uh <laughs> we just passed back ideas, and uh, eventually we had this one page thing of beauty. Oh wow! <laughs> let's let's hear. It. That sounds nice. Okay. Date eleventh of May, twenty one, uh, twenty one thousand four hundred twelve. Okay, there we go. Uh, as the waves crash gently and the settling and the setting sun casts her rays upon the carcass, I, as one does, began to gaze into the dead stare of the bigger picture. Ah, uh, yes, the way life, the universe, and everything are in a constant conflict of creation and destruction. Ah, uh, yes how the intelligence bestowed upon man has led us to great places as a species, except for when it comes to the universal behavior of creation and destruction that has previously been mentioned. Ah, yes. How out of the fear and misunderstanding of said universal behavior, we create answers to help guide us through this life. Ah, yes. How those answers can be used and what can be attached to those answers by third parties. Ah, yes. How entire systems can be created from what people have used those answers to answer what frightens them Okay, Jesus. Uh, 
It was going so good until I couldn't read my own handwriting. Oh yeah, I uh, I can't read any of this. I'm just very <laughs> deciphering hieroglyphs. Yeah, now now I feel like uh, I know what the archaeologists must have felt like when they discovered uh, cuneiform for the first time. Oh, okay, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. How entire systems can be created from what people attach to it in order to answer the questions that fear them uh, based off of the unknowns of the universe or something like that. Ah, uh, yes. What those systems can tell their people what those is right and wrong based off of those third parties who use it for other means based off of the fear that humans have for the fear of the, for the unknown, unknownness of the universe. Ah, uh, yes. And case in point, the mermaid who fell victim to the reactions of a system who said wrong and stabbed her in that answer to let her essence bleed out and become the lifeless body now washed up on these dear shores. I don't know what that was, but... Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was... Wow, I thought, it, I thought it was cool how you managed to, like, tie these all these thoughts together, kind of. Uh, there's some interesting ideas in there, yeah. Maybe. But I also like how that's what boredom in class does to us. It makes us yeah. ask the big questions instead of uh, when Rome was established. 75 <laughs> before Christ. Um, when did it fall? I've got another, I don't know if this one's philosophical. It's, it's a rant about, it started with where God is and then it turned into who God is. And then it, I just went batshit crazy at the end like I did with the last one. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm going to do my best to read these hieroglyphs. Where is God anyway? Where is heaven? Maybe God is just some gender-fluid person like you and me. Maybe God doesn't know their God. Maybe everything God does somehow changes everything on earth. Maybe you're sitting across from God right now. Maybe God just coughed, and because of that, it's going to rain for weeks in a small town just outside of Kiev for a week. Maybe you're God. Maybe we are all God. Everything we do collectively triggers a chain of cause-effect reactions, ultimately leading to us indirectly unleashing a global catastrophe on ourselves and wiping out ourselves at the same time, meaning that there is no more God and we will not go to heaven, but straight to hell. Maybe we are Satan as well and don't go to hell either, but we are stuck in, in a state of limbo forever because the universe has created a paradox and has no solution to the outcome because we, God, were unable to do so due to us not existing. What if we all stop believing in God, ergo ourselves, and then when we die, no one will be there to decide what happens to us? What if God is God? Now, I have no idea what I meant with the last sentence, but uh, it just sounds like a nice clincher to end the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, it, it definitely fits. I, I like that. that. That has some ideas in there. That's, that's definitely this, some food this for This was before I really realized that pantheism is a thing, so... <laughs> I'm pretty, I sure love, uh, pretty much pantheism. I don't really know. I'm not a pantheist. I don't. I don't know what kind of a theist I am. So, theist. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I really like the like raining for weeks outside of Kiev line. I don't know why <laughs> I picked Kiev. I yeah, I don't know why you picked like Kiev, Ukraine, but you know we'll go with it. <clears throat> okay. So this this definitely isn't a lot. Philosophical, I was about to say. Philosophical, but... uh, So, it was, like, very, very late earlier, this corona break. Mm -hmm. And I had this... I don't know. I, like, 
I was watching the thing, if you know what that horror movie is. Yeah. And like I don't know, it's that movie is like all about using the unknown to like scare you. Not just like the fact that you don't know like who the thing is, but just like in general. I don't I don't know how else to describe it. It's just like it doesn't answer a lot. So, you know, I, I, I took the idea of it of like a shapeshifter and I was like, hmm. We could go with this. Okay. So, so nothing, nothing ever really. I haven't actually planned the story out yet, but what I, I guess I did do is I, I wrote some questions and themes that this like story should answer. Uh, and we have around, yeah, we have around eight questions, or like themes that I want to uh, express with this thing. I, I don't know. So I, I guess we'll just go down the list. Um, one, how man fails to know the unknown despite being certain in its knowledge of it. Two, everyone has shit. We're not heroes or villains, just survivors, drifters, and assholes. Three, how is technology playing with our perception of reality, awareness, or ability to just get it, both old and new tech? Four, how our minds can be wrong in the... Uh, what did I mean by I put like in parentheses mental illness and xenophobia, but I don't I don't know what that could mean. I don't know either. I love how like at night we write these things that we think make so much sense, and then we wake up the next morning and we're like, "Was I drunk? What is this?" Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I must have thought I was like a genius when I wrote this at like three a.m. That's what I thought for a lot of these, and then I read them back the next day, and I was like, "I'm an asshole <laughs> to think that I have the authority to talk about this stuff." really <laughs> what five is literally just new age a full analysis oh what the... i don't <laughs> honestly i don't think i've ever listened to new age have i i don't know i don't think you... infinite waters like he counts that's like the like chakras and oh uh... new age hippies and oh boy oh boy. yeah like those, those hipsters are... and stuff i don't know a lot of that stuff is interesting but a lot of that stuff is pretty scammy too uh oh yeah <laughs> a whole other episode I... Honestly, yeah, I totally think it's a scam, but it has some interesting ideas that I can definitely a use in like a story. A lot of it might be true. A lot of it seems really believable, but then there's a lot of people who are just seeing this as like a way to make money. Yeah. Yeah, the ideas are definitely cool, like astral projection. Oh god, we're going on a tangent, are we? Yeah, we did this in a different episode already and then had to take it out. Uh, so we yeah. really need to save this for a different episode. Yeah, we spent uh, like an hour talking about just New Age, like Infinite Waters alone, right? <laughs> just yeah. reacting to his video. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll we'd leave that for another episode in addition to the angry episode. Uh, episode. Six, how human nature is being made obsolete by the world we're making. I guess I could follow technology, but whatever. 3 a.m. me didn't know that. Uh, seven, how all of this is an allegory for the internet's impact. I don't... What? All of what is an allegory for the internet's impact? Life. I think you mean, like, all of life is an allegory. For the internet. I guess. I, I don't know. I was tired high. When, if very we're, tired high. If we're actually living in a simulation, which honestly could be true. That's a, actually, that's a thing we can talk about here as well. Because, anyway, that's later. But, like, assuming we're living in a situation... It's unlikely, but it could be that the people who put us in this simulation uh, did this whole thing to, I don't know, 
It's like an allegory for something. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I read this... I read this story, or this short story, or rather I watched, like, an animated video to it, because reading is for boring people. I read an entire philosophical essay on this thing by Nick Bostrom. Oh, yeah, you you sent me that. Because I am a massive nerd sometimes. (laughs) Or, yeah, but I read the short story, or watched this short story called The Egg by Andy Weir. And basically, okay. the, not to spoil it, but so a dude dies and he meets what he thinks is God. And God basically tells him that, like, you're my child. And he's just like, yeah, like in the sort of like biblical, like child of God sense. Or like, no, no, you're like my biological child. And like, so is every human the biological child? And wait, hold on. Then God says, I'm trying to remember, God says, like, hey, turns out, like, you're an, uh, you're an only child. And I'm just like, wait, wait, what do you mean? I thought, like, everybody was, like, God's creation, so shouldn't you be, like, a child of, like, seven billion people? And just, like, and then God says, no. I am doing a terrible job at explaining this, but. So after no, that. That's fascinating. Okay. So after that, God says, turns out, Every human being has just been you reincarnating, you know, for however many lifetimes you need to, like, I guess, grow and mature. So, like, this entire species is literally just you, an opportunity for you to, like, uh, like, develop. So you're in an egg, essentially. Hmm. Yeah. Whoa, Okay. That sounds like it could fit in this book. I have this book here called uh, Some 40 Tales from the Afterlives uh, by David Eagleman. And it just has like 40 short stories about what the afterlife might be like. And that's like, that reminds me a lot of the stuff in this book. Mm. Uh, Yeah, but the whole simulation thing, like there's, it sounds extremely far-fetched. And I still don't know if I should believe it, but it's actually really plausible. uh, Like there is... Um, a really well-known philosopher uh, named Nick Bostrom uh, made a paper on this where he explained the whole thing in terms of logic, which is like branch of philosophy or something, where he explains it with formulas, kind of. And yeah. if you look through these things, it seems like actually really believable, the fact that uh, many thousands of years later, some super civilization made like a giant computer network to just simulate our lives, and we're stuck in that right now, and... uh I think Elon Musk is, believes that theory too, or I don't really know. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I I think I remember a long time ago, like I was in school and somebody popped the question, like, what are the chances that we live in a simulation? It wasn't like a formal response or anything. Just, you know, when like after the teacher has like uh, done her thing and like the students are just like working and not really not really doing much else so you you know you talk to people yeah so working and but not working yeah not working essentially <laughs> and like i think one girl said like i think 30 percent would be good and at first i was like wait 30 percent like a three out of ten chance and you know this the the whole idea of a simulate living in a simulation was just so far-fetched but like, as uh, time goes on, I think the idea becomes a lot more 
realistic, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I doubt we'll live long enough to make computers like that, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, maybe we already have made computers like that, and we're just yeah. we're we're just yeah, in them. Um, I have another thing here that I wrote uh, shortly before going to sleep. I these are not philosophical in any way; they're just random daydreams that I had. I guess um, I called them pre-nocturnal fantasies, and uh, one of them here is. Um, a penguin stands at the water cooler in the penguin office waiting for his co-workers. He's done early. He just finished the expense reports. Probably lots of ice and snow and stuff. There's no food in the break room because I don't know what penguins eat. Uh, the second one is an octopus carefully sews the hem of a dress even though I don't really know what a hem is. An o- the octopus is happy because he knows the burden named Fox will appreciate it. And then the last one I have here is a sloth carefully trims her bonsai trees. The sloth smiles because this tree grows lemons and she likes lemons. <laughs> I think that was right before I fell asleep. I don't know what the heck this was. Okay. I, I definitely like... I mean, I, I know penguins, they just eat like fish. I don't know what kinds exactly, but... Oh, Fish and then like certain... Certain... <laughs> Fish and then oh and then small kinds of octopi. Like I don't know. I'm so stupid. <laughs> what the heck do penguins eat? There's no plants on Antarctica. <laughs> they don't seem like they'd be carnivorous, you know. They seem like they should like eat berries, but there's none in 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 Galapagos Island. Well, probably are some in the Galapagos Islands, and 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 but there aren't any in Antarctica, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think they. I think you were like, you were tired high as well. So maybe that's where that that question came from. Oh god! And then they're like, let's see what else is in this book here. I I admittedly haven't used it in a while for like philosophical things, but I I I have um used it for a little more like practical things like, like here we go i've told you i've made a, a seek an entire secret code right wait what no no you have not i don't think so or okay so in like i guess it, this totally doesn't qualify under philosophy but not at all but it's not whatever philosophy. it's yeah. just ramblings that we're writing down exactly night, in class or <laughs> When we shouldn't be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I made this kind of convoluted, but not really convoluted secret language. And it's it's not an actual, I I shouldn't say language. I should say more script. Because like each letter corresponds just, you know, the Latin alphabet. Mm -hmm. And I remember the reason I made it was because... uh, why do I do this thing a lot? Uh, I remember because in third grade, I used to always get like off task by uh, drawing comics and as punishment. I wrote so many comics in the third grade. Holy crap. I have an entire comic series. It's four parts long. Oh my God. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. 
Oh, yeah, I think we talked about that in another. Uh... Yeah, but we, we we deleted that as well. I think that was part of the thing where we went on the rambling about new age and stuff. And uh... we yeah, we really need to. Yeah, we we need to maybe like bring anyway. So they as like a punishment, they like read them or like tell them to the class what happens. So in order to not have that happen, I memorized an entire secret code that I made. <laughs> And, you know, so that time, that time. So whenever in the future they would, like, confiscate them, I, I would I would have full control over what they'd say. And it worked. And I feel like such a big brain for doing it. But I'm, I think I have... I've mm-hmm. always wanted to make, like, a secret code or something, but I could never... I, I've wanted to make a language is my thing. And, like, anybody can make up that language, like, where they invent hieroglyphs or whatever. But that's that's not that's not making a language. So a while ago, I started one that actually had, like, its own name, like, words and stuff, I think. Uh, Appa was tree. Natanek was nature. I don't even know. It, I don't know why. I started with, like, a normal language. And then it turned into, like, this hippie, like, extremely hippie thing where... It was. It wasn't even hippie. It was just crazy shit. It was like I was <laughs> incredibly high on LSD. I I started making it about like worshiping trees and how there's one father tree somewhere that we everybody goes or goes to and we just listen to the tree uh, instead right. of going to school and having problems and it's beautiful but it's like a huge LSD dream type thing. <laughs> Yeah, it it honestly sounds like you were on some pretty strong DMT while writing that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like honestly, that 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 sounds like something that like a new age person would. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not, say, I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're on that level, but like. I don't know. Age. Let's put it that way. Want to be new age? Somebody who still posts on Visco, but other than that, is almost new age and thinks they're like, ooh. Yeah, they went vegan or vegetarian for three months. It's a seven-day vegan challenge, baby. (laughs) Solves all your problems. Uh, Exactly. Uh, What else do we have? Hold on. Okay, I've got got a lot more ramblings here. I hope this isn't boring for our audience. Um... This episode uh, definitely has a different tone from a lot of the others. Yeah, I had one thing where I wanted to write something, but at first I didn't know what to write. And then, I don't know, is this interesting at all? I don't know, I'm going to read it, whatever. So it's half past midnight, and I'm wondering, well, I don't know. I want to wonder something, but I'm just wondering, wait, what? I can't even read this anymore. I'm just Vendrig Somad. Somal? I'm just Vendrig Somal. Like, hat till because of me. What? What? I'm gonna take the- they will have a not articulated job. I'd rather have some financial difficulties because of pressed in an office job. What? Oh, this is about okay. This is about, like, I was having an epiphany or, or a moral conflict if I should get, like, a proper job or try and follow my, like, artist dreams. Uh, of course, if I'm not able to sustain myself as an artist, I'll get a normal job, like a normal, not crazy person. But I don't know. So I was having, like, an epiphany about this, and I was like, I'd rather have 
some financial difficulties than like be stressed out and bored to death. Uh, but I yeah. don't know. Um, and then I said, uh, but I guess everyone says that. And now look where everybody is. Uh, who says that? Wh- who says that it won't be me? Sometimes I see things and think I'm going to be different, but I really don't know. All right. I had a lot of ramblings about my new album and how I'm thinking of like deleting my latest album and making a new one and not even knowing what's going on. I had a lot of like artist epiphanies and conflicts here. Yeah. So I'm going to skip over that. Uh, if you have something else to, to read, you can, you can, no, I, I, I don't know how, uh, how good this will be, but I, I actually wrote, we actually wrote a part two to the mermaid thing. So like, okay. uh, date, 13, 15, 21, 47. I, I don't know what these dates mean. And then I wrote in parentheses next to it, new. 15, 20, yeah, the third. The, 13, 15 no, is probably the time. No, that's not the time. I wrote it like a date. It is the 13th month of the 15th, or 15th day of the 13th month. Uh, There's, there is no 13th not now. month. What? Maybe in 2047 there is, and it's come up with I don't know calendar? and then and then like I wrote in parentheses next to it New Year's so 1315 is New Year's now I'm fascinated okay uh, go ahead <laughs> okay uh, another expedition to the greater unknown they said we would have a story that would be told for ages to come they said well there's some validity in that the quote unquote greater unknown has been mapped and charted for the last 150 years our venture was nothing more than a supply run. The truth of our part, however, is the story, although it's not one they're going... There is a story, although it's not going to be one they're going to be excited about. Redundancy. Nice. Uh, okay, where was it? The mass was in the water, taking its last great swim in these fair shore, fair isles. She filed and let out a what? Hold up, it's just what? like... Oh, okay, okay. So I didn't write this down for some reason, but... So they're in, on a boat now, and they're like... They run across a mermaid, and now they're like attacking it, and she's attacking back. So I don't know why I didn't write that down. I'm just gonna cut to it. So anyway... She flailed and let out a blood-curdling scream before yanking out all our harpoons with a, with a strength and intensity that only being so close to death gives you. Not for us, apparently. When she charged our ship like a battering ram to a door, wrecking, wrecking it and displacing the crew in a warm, salty, uh, warm, salty water. In a water, okay. And then the dragging happened. Uh, we'll skip that part. <laughs> I, I got kind of edgy okay. there. Like, I made a SeaWorld reference, and... Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know what that was. Uh, suddenly there was a sharp pain in my leg before I was taken to a world made up of red. Whether it was consisted more of her blood or mine, I can't say. Then the numbing feeling knocked in. My muscles relaxed and stiffened. I let go of my breath, realizing that her meal was ready, or realizing that I was not ready for eating. And then she went for the kill. But blood loss and puncture wounds have rendered her in a similar state. 
Instead of finishing the job, she stared. And then I just stared. And I wonder what was in her eyes. Fury, respect, reflection, her lack of human features and obscuring of my vision from the blood had made it hard to tell what she was, you know, looking at me with. Nevertheless, she was serving as a dark companion before death, and I myself hers. The end. I have no idea what that is. Holy cow. I don't... I think it's interesting. Normally, mermaids are, like, portrayed as these beautiful creatures and stuff, and you portrayed this one as, like, a, a freaking killing machine. I don't know. Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, yeah. I, but I don't think I, I've seen, like, to the second one or to the third one. I don't know. I really got to... I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, like, what exact movie this is, but, like, there were mermaids in it, and instead of being... They looked super pretty in, of, cor- of course, but, like, in reality, what started happening is they were, like, dragging sailors to the bottom and, like, eating them, of course. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think- so I, uh, I, I, I can't say that like uh, that idea was wholly original. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have anything else to to read. To be honest, I just flipped through the notebook, and there's not really much else because I only recently started uh, forgetting to write poems and instead writing uh, edgy ramblings. Ah, so. nothing like being edgy. I don't either. <sighs> yeah, so I guess that's the end of the episode. Mm. I just want to say, I know a lot of governments are opening up and stuff, but in a lot of these places, it's really not safe. So please do try to stay inside. Don't have any corona. Yeah, I'm really. If you do, what is wrong with you? Uh, I'm sorry, but um, anyway, yeah, that's about it. Um, unless you have any other closing remarks. Uh, yeah, take it from me. I live in a in an area in the U.S. where like they their people are stupid, and like my state government is stupid, and they want to open things up for like short-term economic growth but in turn like we're getting a crap ton of corona cases so please just bear it a little longer and hopefully it'll it'll be over uh i don't know yeah that's all i gotta say yeah yeah that's that's all i got to say too so Thank you for tuning in to this live coverage of the World Bean Stacking Championships. As you could hear, there were lots of beans and there were lots of stacking. I most enjoyed the part where he took the refried beans and he stacked those on top of the baked beans with the pinto beans and the black beans. Uh, Thank you very much for joining. Beans! This event was no... Beans! This event was no way sponsored by Bush's Baked Beans Incorporated.